it's like Oprah, but yeah. we're talking about beer in space, you know? Yep. Exactly. So. <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kind and space in general. Episode 40. 40. 40. 40s and 9s. Oh, yeah. We didn't get the 40th. We just realized it was the 40th. The beers we have to introduce are pretty hefty, so it's probably a good thing we forgot about the 40 on the the 40th episode, because that would be a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be getting out of here tonight. No, yeah. no. Well, we I'd have, have to a, pack uh, the sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, we have a uh, a couple of uh, spots to sleep on the floor if you need to, or you know, pub thirty nine a always accommodating. Yeah, we are always accommodating here. But uh, yeah, January twenty twenty one, first fortieth episode, and the first of twenty of the new year twenty twenty one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, forty episodes. That's yeah. I was th- I was thinking about that because I hung Over that the hill. I hung that sign today. Uh, behind you there, Nathan, and uh, that was, you know, I was thinking, wow, that's the original logo we had, yeah. and that was 2017, so yeah, it's been yeah. a while, but... Yeah, it feels like, that doesn't feel like it's been that long. Baby's all grown up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, that old logo, to look back at that. Um, but yeah, 2021, new year. Uh, we were just, uh, speaking of new things, we were just getting our order for the new kit Yeah. for the 2021 season, similar, very similar to what we have couple little movements of <coughs> logos or whatever and but same with the black scheme and the white font keeping with the totality collection oh, yeah. look yeah that was yeah. a good that was just a sleeker we've added our faster friends look yeah added our friends uh jeremiah and ben yeah the kit, the makes P-O-F-U. me look thin yeah. the, uh, the black kit the pofu podcast yeah yes. which is actually now live on their um podcasting uh what do platforms? Platforms, yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. given them a listen yet. I, I <coughs> owe it to them. They did shout us out on episode three. Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh. Which they, is the yeah. episode right before they recorded with us last week, or last month. Okay. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I listened to the first three. Uh, I think there's a fourth one now, and they're all about 30 to 40 minutes long. They're definitely funny. I did think th- partially because we know, or I know them. Yeah. But yeah. They get into the whiskey. Um, yeah, they, they don't really talk about it at all. Like we do though. No. <laughs> like they just pour the whiskey and they drink it. And, oh. well, that's um, their first problem. Yeah. It's fun yeah. to talk about the yeah. different styles and stuff that you're tasting and taste tested a little, but no, yeah. they, they're, they're doing a good job. Um, that is now live. They deserve a shout out. So if yeah. you're, uh, in, into the personal finance thing, um, you know, maybe a fan of, I'm trying to think of, I think they shouted out, you know, they're trying to describe what they, what they are. And they talk about Dave Ramsey. And if you're into that kind of thing, yeah, give it a, give it a check. Have healthy personal finances. Yes. That's like the, their ultimate goal to educate people about the things they've done to, you know, in the, in the uh, journey of trying to achieve that goal. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, it's good. I have to give it a listen. Same here. <laughs> yeah. They gave me a follow on uh, Instagram. So yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're on I there. Probably follow them. They're they're live. <laughs> <laughs> I think they they followed. Uh, obviously, they follow us. Uh, Eclipse on tap, and then they yeah they gave me a follow. I was like, what is this? P O F U. P O. Oh oh yeah, I know guys. those guys. 
<laughs> I think we had them in. <laughs> yeah. We had them on. They dropped by last month. Um, so they're they're off doing that, uh, and yeah. So the, the their logo is on the new kit, um, and it's gonna be good. Speaking of the kit, it also <laughs> still has the uh, our good friends at Ecliptic, of course. Um, we're gracious yet again to yeah. send us more another care package yep. prominently yep. displayed on the kit. But prominently displayed, yes. Yeah. yeah. Should I give it a rundown? Here? We love Ecliptic. I'm gonna go chronological on the uh, yeah the, the um, little rundown that they gave us. Yep. We're going to start tonight off with Orange Giant Barley Wine. <clears throat> Named after the Orange Giant Stars in the Sky, this barley wine ale is a gratifying, has a gratifying effect and drinks smooth. Three malts create a hearty malt profile with robust, robust character. Copious amounts of Columbus, Chinook, and Simcoe hops combine for a nice, crisp, resin hop flavor. Orange Giant is, the perf- is perfect for aging in your sh- cellar. Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah, that's uh, that is a good. Um, if I didn't want to drink it beer. so bad, I'd say let's throw it yeah. in the cellar. <clears throat> yeah, you, that's always fun to do. Um, as we were talking about alcohol, Orange Giant Barley Wine weighs in at twelve point five. Twelve point five. Yeah. Pucker up, kids. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna say we're about to. But yeah, pucker up. yeah. So open that one, and then let's pour them, and we'll just do like one sample after after the next, because right. getting a little ahead of myself. They're all. Yeah. The same base beer, but different um, variations. They're all they're all orange giant, different variations. Yep. All right. So let's crack the original. Smooth. I should go back. um, I should go back and just read that the the opening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, They said coming in hot. It's an orange giant barley barley wine bonanza. That's a tongue twister. Along with the classic OG that's been in our lineup since 2014. We had some fun this year and created a pineapple upside down cake edition, which we'll get to next. It's been a big hit among the Ecliptic staff. We also included a bourbon barrel aged version, and we hope you enjoy it. Happy holidays to you. Cheers, Colette Becker. Love you, Colette. Yeah, no, they they are so gracious. I mean, no, really, we do. The, these beers are always amazing. I'm. This is the first time I've had this particular one, Orange Giant. Um, their barley wine. So, um, really looking forward to it. If you're in the Portland yeah. area, nor- the Pacific Northwest, get over there. They're, they've got their takeout open still, um, working their way through these tough times, and they're really great friends. It is orange. You can, yeah. you can get that uh, I haven't gotten a orange yet, hue but, to whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it looks nice like, a, like a beer commercial. Sorry, a little over. It just foam, yeah. foamed you're over okay. a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> Give me the foamy oh, pour. Sorry. Yeah. Foamy boy. There's a paper towel behind you. All right. Hold, please. All right. The foam has been wiped. Foam situation is under control. All right. Here we go. Orange Giant 12.4, you said? Five. Five. All right. Give Cheers. every... Thank you, Colette. Thank you, John Thank you. Harris. Everyone at Ecliptic, cheers. Very good. Mm. Ooh, that is I'm good. I'm getting a lot of malt yeah. towards the end here. Yeah, no, it's, it's very like, tart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got the, that tartness to it from the yeah. orange, I think. Yeah, but I think so. Very barley wines tasty. are always unique. Um, I don't know. Like, have you had maybe Founders? I think has a barley wine. Have you ever had one? I don't think I've had theirs. I've had Vivants. Vivants. Yeah, it's almost it's. 
yeah, it's almost got like some wine characteristics. Yeah, like a little bit more. Mm. I don't know. It's heavier, heavier on your palate by design. Um, right. Hmm. Interesting beer, but yeah, I've always known them to be like heavier and yeah uh, on the ABV too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That Very that is good. still They're, tasty. Actually, you know the barley wine, that one that we had from Griffin Claw. Um, oh yeah, that was a barley one, and oh, it aged, okay. they aged so well because just like a wine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Yeah. To your point, it's a lot like a wine in the fact that like you get all these different flavors throughout like a sip. You know, you get the initial. Mm-hmm whatever it is, hop that hits you. And then, you know, it, it, it kind of transitions as you're yeah. like, tasting it. Yeah. Beer is sometimes more one dimensional in that regard. Whereas wine yeah. has so many more different like, nuances. Like if I take a sip out of my Coors Light, it's just like, oh, that's, that's Coors. <laughs> weak beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I take a sip out of this. It's, it's definitely much more of an enjoyment, you know, an experience to drink it than, yeah. than just to have a beer to have a beer. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, having two of these though. But um, yeah, Orange Giant has a, a once again a beautiful label. It does. The uh, Orange Giant is the sun or a star, but uh, it's pretty sweet. They always come out with a, a good label. Yeah, eye catching, metallic mm-hmm. finish yep. on, the, on the 16 ounce can. You can definitely taste the alcohol in it too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's similar, like in to a, a, a true wine as well. Right. Even even like a really really good high quality wine, you can still tell that it's yeah. Because th- this is the it's like. The ABV of a wine, right? 13. Yeah, I think yeah. wines are usually like 13 to 15 yep. in that range. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the bridge between a beer and a wine, maybe. Yeah. I don't know that much about them, but but this one tastes great. An orange wine. So, we'll finish this one, and then the other two we'll crack at least while we're on air so that we're not drinking the whole thing, right? You know, because it's heavier, right. you want to yeah. actually enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So, we, the second and third beers, which would be the pineapple upside down cake and the do you Run, want me to hold um, off on the rundown? Yeah, I think okay. let's All we'll right. cr- crack those after yeah. this because we'll need a receptacle for it. Yeah, we'll true. We'll need to uh, yeah. yeah empty our palate first, and then we'll uh, move Cleanse on to the next palate. one. The yeah. core is light is just a palate cleanser. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's almost like the side water. Like uh, if I'm going to a restaurant right now, I'm ordering an ecliptic beer with a Coors as a water <laughs> for the side. Because somebody uh, c- commented on an Instagram post of ours uh, with one of the little short videos. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, I think it was maybe somebody you knew uh, oh. from cycling or something, but it Joe. was like, it was calling us out. No, it wasn't Joe. It was somebody I didn't know. Somebody was like jokingly calling us out for talking about, you know, these wonderful beers that Ecliptic are sending and we we're sipping on them. But then on the side, we've got like, you got a chaser to yeah. like cleanse <laughs> yeah. the palate between taste. And so that's what Bubbly. I responded back. I was like, oh, it's just the chaser for the, for the, yeah. it for gets the- me back to neutral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Palette cleanser, yeah. Palette cleanser. So, but yeah, I can't remember who it was, but they were like poking fun at. Uh, I think we were yeah. drinking Miller High Life or something. Yeah, it's probably a, a bottle of High Life on the side. Yeah, I'm guaranteeing we did that at some point. But well, New Year's Eve we each had our own. Yep. Yeah, the, champagne yeah, bottles. Champagne bottles. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best. That's that's the best uh, move I think for I them. Would, yeah. Champagne of beers, yeah. they're known as that. And yeah, then, that was a little rough around the edges the <laughs> next day. I'm not gonna lie, that was a little day, sticky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that um, was a it was a fun little um, get together for sure. Yeah. Right here at the pub. Yeah, right. Pub hosted whole, by right here at Pub Thirty Nine A. There's a whole spread on our table yep. that we're actually sitting at right oh, now. Yeah. There was I enough fe- food to feed like three families, and there was like eight of us here. <laughs> yeah, I, I woke up um, the next day, and I yeah, I was like pretty surprised at how much of a mess we made. There was just like bottles of champagne, bottles of uh, the champagne of beers. Lynn said that the champagne everywhere. 
was oh, what got her. That kicked yeah, her over. She was hurting. Oh yeah, I she was, was starting to hurt at the end of the night. I wasn't hungover at all. Uh, it was weird. I mean, I like, was. I just kind of. I don't know. I went to go let the dog out halfway through, and I stopped drinking oh, at that moment. Yeah, and then felt better in the long run. I think as a result. Clutch. So, but it was a blast, and I made eight quarts of queso. <laughs> Yeah, you did. <laughs> you were like, there's like, what did you say? Like eight, three Velveetas in there or something? Three like pounds that. of Velveeta. Yeah, because yeah, it was a recipe in a cookbook. And I was like, I know you can just obviously take the proportion down. Yeah. Like, let's cut everything in half. But I was like, I'm I'm just going to make it. I'm, I, first time making it, I don't want to mess yeah. up. And It was damn good. It was good. But eventually, like we had that for How many a few bricks days. of that do you have in your freezer now? I should have frozen it because oh. I think we ate most of it though. There was still like a de- like a cereal bowl size filled to the brim. <laughs> at the what end. are you having for breakfast, honey? Velveeta. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of a lot of stuff in there. It was a good recipe. When, when you made that comment, uh, I think it was like the next day. I sent a, the message out to everybody. Thanks for coming. It was so much fun. And then you said, I don't think there was enough food. And then dad thought you were serious. And so he was like, he's like, well, apparently Nathan thought there wasn't enough food. Do we make more food? And I, I was like dying. I'm like, I think he was being sarcastic because we had a shit ton of food. A mountain of food. Yeah, we had but, a ton of uh, different, I guess, food. Mom made Mostly chicken wings. Those are, oh. Yeah, those yeah, were those, those are good. The and the taco dip, yeah. Yeah. taco dip. Yeah. <laughs> we're turning this into a food show. <laughs> <laughs> I went out and I got two two packets of like this ground turkey, and I made. We had tacos. We had oh yeah, shrimp. We had, oh man, it was shrimp cocktail. Ooh, bad boy. Yeah, it was a good, uh, a good little celebration. We, we partied yeah. hard, yeah. right? Basically on the on the studio set here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. The Pub Thirty Nine A is versatile. It can accommodate. Between a recording studio and the site of a festive get together. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> and many other things too, you know. <laughs> home office. <laughs> home office, you know. Oh, man. Uh, what else we got going? Well, we, we're working on the the kit. On the kit. Yep. And then I was gonna. Say, we we did the. I did the mission patch, which turned out cool. Yes. And that was. Yep. Uh, so those uh, those that uh, that have listened before know that in the summertime we race bikes on Wednesday nights at Grattan Raceway in Grattan. It's in Grattan, Michigan, right? Yeah, Grattan um, Township, yeah. Kind of northeast of town, um, and they allow us to ride bikes on this racetrack. And so that's kind of the race series, the big event for the summer. And so we figured we would make a mission patch for this 2021's campaign, if you will. Yeah. Um, and it was it was fun. I. I found an old Apollo command module enter- re-entering the atmosphere in like a magazine online. You know, it was just a scan. Mm. and I. But it was super high resolution, so I kind of sliced it up, put the Grattan logo behind there. I kind of want that on the yeah. regular kit. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to, like, this is the 2021. Yeah. You know how, like, the college football does? You know, yeah. it's like yeah. 2020, 2021. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where we year put it, but I kind of want that on the kit. Yeah. Well, it looked cool, yeah. like, up on the, like, a chest, little yeah. chest one. Yeah. So yeah, the patch was like a uh, Apollo because all the mission patches throughout the years kind of have their own theme. Like Gemini and Apollo, they all have their. I don't know how you're gonna top the one that you designed though. It's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, amazing. I'm saying the uh, the style in which I was inspired by was the Apollo. Yeah. Uh, ones. So, yeah. Yeah. Where the but I'm just saying that your design is. It turned out good. Yeah. It turned out good. Yeah. So that, I'll post that on Instagram for those that 
will know what it is, which again is a pretty large contingent, I think, of our people that listen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that'll be cool. Well, I think that it's going to be a fun campaign. Yeah. It'll be the, the first rendition of the orange jersey, which I guess isn't really a secret, is it? Because we've talked about it on here. I think here. we've talked no, about I it on here. Yeah, we sure. mentioned it before, but. Yeah, we definitely, because this movie we were laughing about decking our whole bikes yeah, out and yeah, yeah. why yeah. don't bikes I, have NASCAR logos. Yeah. So I did, I told uh, Kuiper about that and um, he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That's awesome idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we did get the first rendition um, from Drew over at Vi13 and yeah. um, we're just making a couple of tweaks, or actually Judah sent it to me. We're making a couple of tweaks to it, get that into production. Yeah, that'll be good. But it's, it's basically... The, the Grattan jersey body, we're just incorporating our like sleeve yep. and um, obviously our logo. Mm-hmm. Did you get my email with the <coughs> yeah. high-res yeah, pack? Yeah, so, so maybe he'll throw that on there too. Yeah. Because um, that'd be cool even if we just, you know, even if the, just the mission patches on that for this first year or something and we like it on there, then we could always put it on yeah. Yeah. the other kit too. But but yeah, that was fun to throw together. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. See how it turns out on on fabric. It'll be yeah. it'll be really cool. The first time we wear that, you know, people are gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> Just be going nuts because they we have a custom yeah. leaders winners jersey. Shit, shit yeah, we know. do. Like I said uh, the other day, it'll be just like in the Tour de France. Like, I, yeah, yeah, it's you wear your yellow, but it's still got your team's. Well, that, yeah. that's what I told Gary when we were talking about this whole little like project, whatever you want to call it. I was like, we just. Like stuff like that just like builds hype, and it's just like, all right, we're gonna up one up you and on this, yeah. yeah, and it's just fun, and it's like gets everybody a little bit excited, and like, oh look, at those assholes, yeah, <laughs> they got their own jersey, it just, <laughs> <laughs> but it does like it just builds the enthusiasm, the excitement, the fun of it, maybe more, well, definitely more so for us, but like I think everybody, if I were to see any of the other teams all of a sudden sport their own orange jersey yeah. like you assholes and, uh, <laughs> that's amazing but you guys are assholes yeah I, yeah I mean yeah I'd think like those douchebags but yeah. at the same time now that it's like we're gonna be doing that I'm like this is fucking cool so yeah and the <laughs> race promoter Brian yeah. thinks it's you know yeah he great. thought it was, he was cool he thought it yeah. was cool so we should get him on here yeah that would be that'd be a good one good interview yeah still need to get old balls on here too yeah, talk bikes and Rob. Yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. we got to chat. I did with. talk with Rob. He he just kind of wants to hold off. Yeah, given given exactly. the, yeah you know. given the current circumstances. So we'll yeah, a lot of it's just kind of when you when someone is available, you know, like yeah. it's hard to pin somebody down. Right. Even in a normal situation. Yeah. Oh, and we, Elon, we got to get Elon too. Yeah, yeah. Elon. He's too. speaking of Elon. He uh, he in January became the richest, wealthiest man in the I world. Saw that. So yeah, yeah, he's now surpassed Bezos. Yeah, crazy. That's nuts. What is he at? Like one eighty nine, I think. I think so. Billion, one hundred eighty nine billion. I think so. That's I just, can't even fathom. Like think of, like we're playing like the Powerball right now or the Mega Millions or whatever because mm-hmm. it's at like what is it eight fifty eight hundred fifty eight hundred fifty million. Yeah. million. That's not even like a half a percent of his wealth. Yeah, the best I've seen is uh, I think at the time <laughs> they were doing this demonstration for Bezos. And his wealth, um, which is obviously very near that. And they said it was like with rice on a table. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this one grain of rice represents like, you know, I think a million dollars or something. Mm. And this is what the average person makes over their lifespan. And it was, you know, a couple, whatever, how many pieces of rice. And then 
just kept going, okay, so this is J- Jeff Bezos's salary by second or something. And it was like a pretty good pile of rice. And you're like, Jesus. what? Yeah. And it just starts putting this into perspective and they get to you. This is Jeff Bezos's entire net worth. And it's just like a gigantic mound of rice, like on the, on the side of the table. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. I, those guys don't even like, what just, would you even do with it with that much? You'd have to just give it away. It's yeah. no, it's of no use. There just comes a point where it's like, I can't even use this like to build companies to do anything. Like, let's just give everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There, I think organizations, I mean, it's gotta be, I mean, that's like Bill and Melinda Gates. They, they give away like, I think it was like 85% of their wealth mm-hmm. because wow. it was, well, they were in the same scenario too. Yeah. And it's like, all right, they live pretty simply from what I understand. Yeah. And, um, what are you going to do with like hundreds of billions of dollars? Yeah. I mean, that's like a small, that that's not even a small, that's a medium sized country. Yeah. yeah. And you're one person. Yeah. It's, yeah. You just it's, end up getting to that max where it's no longer useful any longer. Yeah. I think that's good that they do that though. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like there's plenty of people who would probably just, you know, keep hoarding that and then they wouldn't do anything and wouldn't, wouldn't do anything with it for a good cause or, you know, yeah. whether it's donating or helping the community or, or giving it you know, to a small <laughs> podcast yeah. that talks about space and yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, specifically, you know, the, the bike racing <laughs> yeah. team, we need the Grattan yeah. team, <laughs> the Grattan squad. Elon. <laughs> yeah. Bezos, I think, I mean, not to say that he doesn't give to charities. I'm sure he does, but I think he falls a little bit more in line as to that kind of person where he's, yeah, this you know, is my he, stockpile. Yeah. And he's not really, it's not like Bill and Melinda Gates where they've really, um, like you said, lived a, a simpler life, at least in perspective of being that rich. Right. And then uh, giving most of it away. Bezos is the kind of like what he has all that weird stuff where Amazon doesn't pay income tax because they're. Yeah. Offshore. Like, why, or, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You've won. You figured out the ba- like the maximum yeah. money you, a human can achieve. Like, yeah. you can be done. <laughs> you, like, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you, you won. Yeah. But yeah, Elon has not taken that, that throne, um, which is crazy. Yeah. And I think Elon, I think he's doing something. <laughs> did that you did you guys see his tweet when like no. somebody announced that he had become like the richest person on earth? His he replies to it, and it was like Forbes or whatever. It was something somewhat official yeah. as yeah. far as like who's the wealthiest person on earth. And he, he replies, "Weird, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, weird." Okay, yeah. on to the next project. Yeah, yeah. He is, I don't think he. I don't think he really cares about that no he doesn't give a shit it's great yeah like he's like you were getting going on saying he he at least is advancing i don't know humans i think a little bit more than maybe like amazon is yeah it makes things so much more efficient amazon does but is it really progressing the human race no yeah not really you know yeah i think he's you know he's a smart dude and he i mean he's also takes a lot of risk and he's had some failure but i think that is a situation like where he he's giving back to the the world basically by the the in you know the next generation of space travel and exploration and all that and all even more than that even like with Starlink and all that with internet and whatever that can is going to turn into mm-hmm. I mean I think he's that's sort of his way of giving back I don't know maybe he is a, a giving man as well on the side you know kind of anonymously but could be yeah. Yeah, I that, get the impression that he is just based on like I follow follow him on Twitter and um yeah just he he seems like a very like I don't know how you'd even put it but just like centered person yeah you know? I'm sure I mean 
I think he does a lot. He, I'm sure he does a lot, like on the side, but stuff that he doesn't, you know, take claim to, you know. But by the way, we're all sure. dry. Yeah, I was gonna yep. say, let's crack that next one. I was looking up something here from uh, the SpaceX side. The uh, is that the pineapple? Yeah, I'll do the pineapple. Yeah, we'll do a splash of that. See what it tastes like. What's the what's the word from Colette? All right, before I crack this one, the uh, Orange Giant Pineapple Upside Down Cake Edition is a variant of Orange Giant, uh, special edition for 2020. We took our classic OG recipe and turn, turned it on its head with the addition of real pineapple, Azaka hops, creating a twist on the classic flavor of pineapple upside down cake. Dessert in a can. And it's 12.5. Nice. And it's... Uh, so same ABV. Yeah. So it's going to be... Crack it. Same deal. I was looking at Elon's Twitter because I was trying to get an exact update on the SN9 test launch. Mm. He tweets some just random... Like, look, he tweeted yeah. this. Yeah. It says Mandalorian, Mandalorian. Yeah. Right? Man plus DeLorean equals Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually is very, like... It's pretty accurate, clever. Yeah. yeah. But this is, the, this is the wealthiest human being on the planet yeah. Earth. And that's what's <laughs> going through his mind. <laughs> or, or he also tweeted this. I don't even know what this is. There's no context. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> just some random, just like you would never expect. I don't know. He doesn't have quasi that, inappropriate. Yeah, he doesn't have that like CEO um, norm where you're kind of like no. well tight. He he's in a he's in a POFU situation. Yeah, I mean he can he, just he's <laughs> like whatever. I mean I'll just do yeah. this. Yeah, he has the uh, the POFU. Yeah. Um, but that was a good segue into just kind of talking about is you know he's now the wealthiest person on the planet um just how impressive it is with how efficient spacex is so the nasa sls um very very large rocket cheers yeah cheers cheers pineapple pineapple upside down cake cake, yep this is going to be an interesting Ooh, that's good less bite to it at the end i was gonna say a little bit smoother i like this one better yeah, a little smoother for sure. That's very good. I didn't get much pineapple that first sip. Not a ton, but no. but, but enough to know it's in there. I think. Yeah. Just not. Once yeah. again, the can is a pineapple this time. That is the sun. Yeah. Or a star, but uh, that's. Yeah, that cool. that one Lovely. is a bit smoother. I think it's yeah. just got that, bit like of, that, that a little bit more sweetness compared to the. Oh, now I got pineapple. Like, it's like a ten second pod <laughs> delay. <laughs> oh, there it is. Very late on the palate. Yeah. I still don't see. It. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying though about? So, I'm, I'm sorry about You're Elon. Right. Um, I was trying to find on his Twitter again, like to the minute, what was the latest on the SN9? Um, but it's just memes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't even find anything about his companies. You know. Um, like this one, <laughs> a Venn diagram with cheese and chess. cheese and chat. Like what the, it's <laughs> so, cheese. it's probably so symbolic. You don't even know though. <laughs> yeah. There's probably something going on there. Like a He's deeper just meeting with everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's hilarious. He's but, just on the shitter. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a billion followers. Oh, he just definitely is. Out. Yeah. He's definitely just hanging out in the bathroom. He's got a, he's got a heated floor with a golden toilet and he's just yeah. a golden squatty potty. <laughs> Just making these memes and yeah. diagrams and <laughs> so the the one the one thing yeah, just talking about quick update on their on their endeavors um, Dragon the one that launched up with the was it four astronauts yeah um, the 
Dragon capsule that was, of course, on the ISS for that long detached and landed a couple days ago Mm -hmm. successfully Mm -hmm. deployed and and so everything went well there kind of bringing that one full circle so that's the second 100 percent successful manned mission right in a way for elon um which gets to the point of this sn9 we talked about it last time the sn9 the starship model fell down a little bit in the silo and got really badly damaged excuse me and then How, how does that happen though uh, somebody probably got reamed out on that one. Yeah, yeah. like how do you just let a fucking space shuttle tip over <laughs> yeah. inside a silo? Yeah. Well, I it's mean, not like it was windy. Probably well, was maybe. It, no, it could have been. I was going to say it could have been something to do with the wind or. But it's in a building, yeah. right? It's like inside it's a building. Enclosed. But, so I, it just oh, fell over. Didn't put the kickstand <laughs> up. <laughs> Forgot it, to tighten that bolt there. <laughs> it just fell down like forty-five degrees, and it got pretty badly damaged. But then yet again, they just they're just testing it now like I, just I, not even that, a month later that's yeah. insane to me and yet they, at the same time it's like this sls project from nasa i know that they deal with so much more because they're government funded and everything so always going to be slower yeah but they are just now like okay we're going to test that sls rocket it was supposed to be a big deal and then they kind of got started and had to cancel it very abruptly right. yeah so it's like how do they always go through these steps and then he just it's like yeah well yeah. to that point a uh, friend of ours sent me an article today about um, Boeing's space Starliner. Starliner, yeah, yeah. Um, and just how like slow they are and over budget, and then things keep getting like sidetracked and all. You know, their whole schedule is basically thrown out the window with Elon. And again, back to the point about money, and even compared to like NASA, is he's got he's got more money than he could ever possibly spend. And he doesn't have to pass anything through like the House and Senate. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, it tipped over. Let's fix it, and I don't care what it fucking costs. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. do it. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That that's his advantage. Yeah. That's a lot of. That definitely has a big like, big role. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a kid playing with a radio control car. Almost yeah. like oh shit, broke a piece. I'm gonna oh fix it and keep going, and it's right. not a big deal. You know, it's no expenses spared. But, no, yeah. He doesn't have to. Why? Like he doesn't have to spare anything. He can just go yeah. all in on literally anything he wants to do. Yeah doesn't matter what it is. Obviously, when he gets involved with the government as far as, you know, signing contracts with NASA in order to make sure... Like, I'm not I'm not saying that he's haste in his decision-making and as a result, like, has safety issues with... It's not that. It's, like, clearly he considers all that. Yeah. No, and, I mean, they wouldn't um, be doing a test yeah, firing he, if there was yeah. anything. But yeah. in terms of, like, what he's doing with the boring company where he's just digging tunnels in Texas and st- or in L.A. and <laughs> Yeah. Like, just, like, it's actually functional, too. It's just this idea yeah. he had and all the money and he just yeah he just ha- happens to have uh you know a massive just amount of money he's like oh if i, f- I feel if i feel like doing that i'm gonna do it you know yeah. whatever but any other any like, literally i think you could probably argue now he's proven himself enough that he, no one else on the entire planet if they if they were given an, a certain amount of money to start the boring project, for example, if they're yeah. a CEO, like they're prominent, you know, they Microsoft or something gets this idea. They get this uh, nest egg of money. It would like they would go a couple years into it and it would fa- fail. Right. And and he just keeps yeah, it alive. Sells, like he sells yeah. out of flamethrowers yeah. in like three seconds. Yeah. 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 I don't and know. Hats. We'll think about something else. Yeah. And hats and Those stuff. Hats. Yeah. The, yeah. The boring company hat was gone. And, you know, I think that he sold like 
forty thousand hats or something like that yeah. for like twenty five <laughs> bucks each. But like yeah. to us, that'd be like holy shit. We need more hats. We're gonna sell more. Yeah. To him, it's like eh, it's oh, not really worth my I'll effort. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Or he yeah. just made the Tesla tequila. Like it's like an actual tequila in this like fancy lightning bolt bottle. You know that shit was expensive as hell to get yeah. full yeah. production on a custom bottle that's a lightning bolt and everything. Yeah. And it has a gold test. Like he's he thought it would be funny. Yeah. So he <laughs> people yeah. buy this, and it's yeah. like good tequila too. I think he hooked up with some really high end tequila maker in Mexico, uh, as far as a business plan. And yeah. then they they just kind of made the liquid. And he, it's it's just crazy. It really is crazy that. Um, amount of money he has and it's yeah. really like so much of it is in just marketing themselves you know like mm-hmm. the boring company i mean it, it, like it just attracts you to it like what the fuck is this company about and then you see like what they've done you're like that's totally worthless but i fucking want it yeah yeah, <laughs> like, just, yeah like yeah or the boring hat like yeah it's yeah. a dad hat with a right it's not even like a i yeah. need that yeah i need that i and need because they're he's on ebay it, now you know? for a thousand dollars a piece yeah. probably yeah. guaranteed it yeah. i wonder what those uh starman hot wheels that we have are if those have escalated i'm sure know. one day they will I'm, I'm sure they will yeah Do you, I, I, don't a, I don't know do we show you those yeah mm. we have one for you actually yeah i have like eight of them yeah it's, we um, got i got two of them here in the the drawer here yeah i've got a bunch at uh, home but so anyway when uh, on when the falcon heavy launched Back in 2017 or 2018, I think. Yeah. It's February 2018. 2018. So when that launched, uh, you know, had Starman aboard with the yeah. Tesla Roadster, Hot Wheels um, got together with SpaceX and made a special edition little Tesla Roadster with the Starman in it. Actually, yeah, I think ours don't have the little figure. But no, it's just, so ours it's a, don't. It's essentially a Tesla Roadster, but then the graphic on the cardboard for the Hot Wheels is like SpaceX themed with Falcon yeah. Heavy and everything on it. So we bought, I think, like... Someone was selling like a set of eight of them for twenty or thirty we just bucks. On, we were kind of drunk and we were on eBay. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, "Need oh, it? We need these. Real, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need. I did, they they make those?" And it's like, yeah, this like, like this print. The the packaging sells you because oh, it's for it's sure, a print sure. and it's it looks like like it, it it's a picture of Starman and then on the the actual car is just a just a. Hot Wheels just car, a Hot Wheels car yeah. that doesn't even have Starman in it. It's just a Hot Wheels car that you're like, I just need to have it because of the packaging. Yeah, but yeah, so I wonder. I think like it was 12. thirty. Yeah, I think maybe thirty bucks for twelve of them or something. So they're probably, you know, you could buy those at the store for ninety nine cents, and they're probably selling them for more like you know double that. But yeah, two. I was like, oh, thirty well, that, bucks. I mean, that one's never going to come out again. So yeah, you know, so it's going to be twenty years. It might be a collector item. Yeah. So I we, I forgot that. We I should those, go grab it actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah grab, grab it because I don't Please think do. you've I think you've seen one, but not. I don't know if yes. I don't know if I have. So that was uh, something we did right after Falcon Heavy launched, and we had like Brady Keniston on the photographer. We were like really right. amped up about Falcon Heavy, and yeah, they're pretty cool. I can't wait. I don't know why we never passed those out, but I have. I think I have the the bigger. He has two, and then. I've got six or eight. I'll give you fair market value. Oh, no. They, we bought them with the intent of <laughs> yeah, giving them out. We're going to give them... I think you... Did, actually... They're in mint condition, actually, by the way. before I show this to you, I think you were here. You were here hanging out one time. I think everybody's over, and I offered you one, and you declined. What? <laughs> I think I, I think you did, actually. I've never that's, seen this. That's no, the... Uh, I would never have declined. It's like, Nathan, we got these cars. Do you want one? Because I gave one to Dad. He's got one downstairs, but... That's stupid. yeah, like, yeah. That's dumb. Yeah, that's the uh, the special First edition. First car to orbit. The you sun. can give it to uh, to Emrys if you want. Yeah, I will. 
It is pretty cool. Well, it, you know, yeah, first car to the, orbit the sun. You know, it's it's definitely that's going to be worth something someday. Not that that's my intent. It's just and cool it gives to you own, the rundown but. of like the Tesla, like gives you the launch date, and then the real Roadster warranty is thirty six thousand miles. Uh, Hot Wheels Roadster warranty guaranteed for life. <laughs> yeah. Miles driven. Garon Over team. five million miles and soaring. That's awesome. Yeah. I liked their Hot Wheels logo on the front. Yeah. A little mission yeah. patch. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think, um, yeah, we, uh, we actually, yeah, we talked to a guy who's tracking the Tesla Roadster uh, yeah. as you, as you know, but, uh, you know, that was a, that was good. a super exciting time in space. Yeah. yeah. That was like a, that was a big deal. Like that yeah. day I was like, I was pumped watching that. I watched it. I think I was actually at work, but I was uh, at work as well in the office and I had YouTube up or YouTube live or stream or whatever it was. Or I think it was actually through SpaceX's website, but yeah. Um. Yeah, that was pretty cool. The way they timed David Bowie, yeah, music and all just, that. Yeah. It was so perfect. That, that just goes again back to like the ability to market yourself. Like NASA would never have done that. No, but because it's Elon and he's like, this, we're just having fun. Yeah, it's like let's time David Bowie into it. And yeah, I remember just being blown away and overly impressed with that because it was like the first time a rocket of that kind had ever been launched, where the boosters are going to break off and land. And you wouldn't have expected it from anyone else to, yeah. to like take that extra step to time in a song or to put a freaking car in the, yeah. you know, yeah. no, normally they put like a cement block in the payload, right. like, and, and also like how, no, no offense to NASA. Like I said, they have to go through some federal, you know, hurdles and hoops and stuff, but how long would that have taken them? Right. So much yeah. longer. They wouldn't yeah. have done it yet. They'd still be well, working on it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, like I was actually going to bring that up, is just I think um, like with him, obviously he doesn't have a lot of that red tape that he's got to go through with, with Elon. He can kind of just do whatever the hell he wants. With NASA, I think a lot of it's budget-driven. Yeah, right. I think they haven't, had really, sure. they haven't like the, at least, be you know, the, I would say the last like decade, they just really haven't had the the funding that they're used to having like when they had the shuttle and all that kind of stuff with apollo i wonder what but, how their budget compares to his wealth oh i, I don't think it's, it's got to be like a tenth of a percent oh yeah it's not even close yeah, yeah. let's look it not up not even close i don't think but because when you actually see i think you know the the nasa budget is it's it's public um you know they're, so you, you just know you can look it up and, and see what's going on but i think it's 22 it's billion much 22 yeah. billion yeah for, i'm surprised it's that for it's their, that much for the fiscal year of 2020 it was for nasa yeah yeah so it's call it under 10 percent of his wealth yeah it's like nine percent of his wealth yeah it's, yeah and it looks like it's going up like half a percent a year I'm surprised that it's 22 billion. Yeah, like I, thought, I thought it was get, not. I didn't think it was in the billions. On them, but. I, I know. Yeah, no. I uh, that's kind of the point I'm making is that's a lot of that's so much money. Yeah, and and how can they not figure this some of this that's, stuff out? Like, I wonder yeah. what the operating cost of SpaceX is. Can you find that out? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, like, it's nice to. Hey, compare, Jamie, look you know? that up. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you you look at that like, and then you look at um, you know, I wonder what the operating budget was during like the say 1969. When they went to the moon, <laughs> like two million. Yeah, like you wonder. You, I don't. I honestly don't even know. I, I mean, you could probably look that up, but like, think of what they could do. Like, if we, if we just had, if if it was a com- a combined effort yeah. with uh, well, SpaceX and and Orion and you know all like all these Boeing and all that. What if it was? Because I think I feel like 
the moral of the story is we'd be to Mars by now if everyone was working together. Yes. If, you know? if SpaceX had NASA's budget, because it looks like they operate more like a cr- approximately like a billion. So it's a lot less, 20 billion, potentially less. He says here. SpaceX? That's insane. Yeah. It says um, their total valuation as a company just, just goes is to 36 billion. We'll spend $98 on a, a pliers. Yeah, thirty-six billion is SpaceX's total valuation as a company, not yearly and you know yeah. just as a company. Yeah, thirty-six billion. So, wow. yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, it, it is a question yeah, right. to ask. Twenty-two. But then you look at like six billion, and not to Crazy. get political, but you look at the overall like I don't know how much is even taken in by taxes annually by the government, and then you break everything out, and like the the um the what do they call it the stimulus package that they did at the mm-hmm. beginning of covid was like what like 1.3 trillion or 1.2 yeah. trillion yep yeah and then you know 22 billion is the operating budget for nasa annually mm-hmm. yeah i mean you just to start throwing those numbers around that that's like a drop in the bucket to uh, the overall cost of the country yeah yeah it is uh i wonder what nasa compared to like military or nasa compared to oh yeah for sure i wonder healthcare or whatever yeah you almost wonder if there's like something that you don't know about that they're putting that money into because it i don't think it can be i mean i mean i don't mean to be a dick because i have no (laughs) idea what it takes to even work at nasa but i'm like 22 billion yeah and it seems like you get a lot done and you haven't even launched the damn thing with people in it yet, and, yeah. and, and I don't yeah. know. It it seems like maybe there's a uh, maybe it's something else. Like it could be. Yeah, it's just yeah. You look at it, and if you're thinking like as if, if the country was the the person evaluating each of its departments, kind of as a whole. Yeah. Saying, here's uh, your performance yeah, report for our the return year, on investment is review. not yeah. that great. You know, yeah, we're we're putting twenty two billion in. What are we getting on the on the other end? I don't. I mean, yeah. I know that there's a lot of like things that aren't necessarily rocket launch related that NASA is a part of too, like as far as funding uh, just general research for right. And the, and you think that they're operating um, things like the Hubble space telescope a lot more the yeah. much exponentially more than SpaceX has to deal with, but from a specifically a rocket launching standpoint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, that, those numbers just shocked me. That I, I would have thought that that would have been much more, in the same ballpark. Yeah. You do bring up a, a good point though with the fact that they I mean the amount of employees that NASA has that are running things like the Hubble and like, you know, like managing things like that and, yeah. and projects like even even sending up a satellite or um you know, you think about the the rover program to mm-hmm. Mars and all that, like you know how much money that it, it oh, and, yeah. and it's surprising how much money that actually is for something that is the size of a car that they're sending up there for sure. You know, yeah, they so have they way do, more that they do. They do have a lot more that, and that isn't just like a one and done. It's like, it's been going on and yeah. it's continual. Like the space station, I can't even, I think it costs a Shit, ton of I'm, money to keep a, 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 to have an astronaut in the space station. Yeah. It costs us a lot of money to do that. But the and one like, and you think about it, you know, appreciating over time, like how long has the Hubble been out? Mm-hmm. I mean, a long time. Yeah. Launch. I don't even know. 
Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, it's been out there for quite so a while. So like the annual cost of it add up, and wasn't it like wasn't it eighties? Was when that Hubble one up? Say like late eighties. Yeah, I don't know if actually I think SpaceX is probably more than a billion. I, I don't know if I trust this this article that's pulled up. It's it's not published. I think with NASA, it's definitely something because it's federally funded. It, it has a l- little more transparency with how much they're funded. The other thing to keep into consideration too is that NASA invests in spacex 1990 for hubble 1990 it's it's been up there for 20 years 30 years yeah so um nasa it says like three billion dollars is invested into spacex because it's like all right our our guys and girls that are launching up are going to be on your stuff we want to invest in that invest in the process design and everything so so there is yeah there's a lot going on there and but it is kind of cool to compare and it's very impressive. I mean, regardless yeah. that if you consider what Elon does um, at the rate of speed, he is able to progress in yeah. the company. But pretty cool. Yeah. It. it uh, I think. Um, honestly, I think if one of these programs takes off before another one, I think you're going to see maybe more of a, a gravitation towards that. Whatever you know, whether it's it looks like it's possibly going to be SpaceX is the one that's going to get to the moon first. Um, I don't think at it's even least, that question. And I think then, it's definitely SpaceX. Yeah, but I think you're going to see maybe at that point you might see a an, a group effort and it's going to be something where all these other companies are going to start funding SpaceX and then, okay, you need to employ our people. You know, I, who knows? It might be, it might turn out to be a, a more of a group yeah, effort at, to get to the, to get to Mars. The, the main goal is Mars, but as it grows, yeah, more momentum in regard to collaboration you see collaboration more so now with SpaceX and NASA than ever before just because of the fact that now SpaceX is leaning on NASA to provide very highly trained and uh, well thought out uh, astronauts that's something that SpaceX also doesn't really have to worry about yeah Um, Yeah, you start adding up those kinds of like arbitrary costs of like just you're not even talking salaries but just like training programs and you know, yeah, that's where NASA will like, and again, as a podcast, I think we're just, you know, we'll lay the blanket statement. We're not trying to pick on NASA uh, as as far as <laughs> <laughs> because they, I think, even though they haven't been as uh, efficient or as impressive with the rocket launch side of things, with the training of astronauts side of things, like they're yeah. still like the best. Oh, they're, that's they're, the best in the, the best, world. The yeah. best in business. Yeah, yeah. So that's where yeah. it's kind of like I don't know, kind of interesting. You don't, you don't want to go to Rushka. No, <laughs> no. To get trained to be a cosmonaut and land on the ground in a capsule. Fuck. I mean, yeah, for real. Yeah, for yeah, crying yeah. out loud, I'd rather be in a booster that lands itself. Wait, where, yeah. yeah, where you want? <laughs> like they launch from such weird places. Like yeah, the, they do. It looks like it's in the middle of the desert. There's, it's not like Kennedy Space Center yeah. where it's like really fancy looking. With, there's, yeah. there's some Icarus shit going on. <laughs> it's you, oh. you don't even know. I mean, I would. I can't believe like those dudes. You know, you look back and you and you look at like uh, the Mercury and the Gemini and the Apollo astronauts, and you're like, those guys had balls of steel. <laughs> the guys who flew on a Soyuz rocket had balls of steel <laughs> equally to me, because oh yeah. my god, like, yeah, I don't think yeah. it was, it, you know, as far as technology goes and safety, you know, right? I mean, the country, and I just listened to a, a interview with Brian Fogel, the the dude that did the yeah. Icarus docu- documentary, and like. I think I told you guys last night they were like they were basically doping everybody 
in their Olympic teams, even like the curlers and stuff. So they didn't the take archery. A, yeah, <laughs> archery. They didn't take a lot of care in like their athletes or in the I humanity. Gotta, yeah, I I got to imagine the same goes for their cosmonauts. It's yeah. just like ah, we got a rocket, we got a capsule, we'll throw them in it. There's not a lot of yeah. like human ethics built in there. It's like well, these people have shown, like genetically have shown that they have a talent for athleticism with the sports or maybe yeah. like a, a knack for whatever it takes to be an astronaut and then they just take advantage of that yeah they're like all right cool you're you're a really good runner well now you're going to be a really amazing bionic runner <laughs> yeah and that we don't really care about what effect that has on your body rocket well, will launch you to moon we, we, <laughs> i was gonna say we're about to get fucking get cyber attack right now because <laughs> yeah. they're gonna they're listening to this right they're gonna now hack in yeah, yeah it's it's no, nothing against their uh, intelligence. It's just a different style. You know, it's like in the U.S. they they wouldn't do that to the same extent. People, you know, in sport dope. Yeah. But it's not like a federally funded like. Right. We're gonna win the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we don't know that honestly. We don't you know. know. We, don't we don't know, know that. Know. We don't know. But I've seen crazier things before. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it just surprises me that honestly, it surprises me that they're that far back. I feel like from technology mm-hmm. with space travel than anything else, because I feel like that that's always been something that they've just had a little bit of a, a little bit of a tight spot on their ass because we beat them to the moon. But I feel like they, they I'm surprised because of the fact that most of the things that they do are pretty extreme as far as like, as a nation, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they, they really have aren't, equal to us at least with from a nasa i mean i feel like maybe they're close as far as nasa and the russian space but program you, go yeah. but elon's program yeah is you, just way above that and i feel like they'll they'll just they'll rob people in in russia and just fund the program i mean it's like it's a situation where i feel like that that could be the case where it's just we're funneling all funds everything we have into the space program or like and our olympic program and all that yeah, if they're determined to win something it seems like they go pretty hard to do it i think yeah, that's yeah. like the general theme with i mean it's been if you, if you didn't die you didn't try yeah no they go yeah i mean and they, they i think they've lost a lot of people actually like in their space program that didn't one of the americans like when we weren't launching anything and your yeah. only choice was to go up in one of their capsules yeah i mean and then that was Fuck. not too long ago yeah, yeah that I mean, was a that few was years ago like or not even a few not years even ago. yeah you know. so put to put it into perspective too russia it says this is a little bit outdated because it's 2018 but it says russia plans to increase its space budget up to 1.9 billion which would only amount to up to about 10 percent of what nasa's that's insane isn't that yeah that's wild I mean, I know they, they would have more. We're as like, a nation, aren't, aren't gonna, we fifty-fifty on the ISS, like in terms of <clears throat> cost? Or yeah, I don't know exactly, but they're definitely invested heavily into the ISS, which is why a lot of our astronauts, up until SpaceX came into the manned launch arena, we would send our people up on. Yeah, their, and I'm sure we were funding their rockets we, oh, yeah, we sure. had, heavily. We had to pay, uh, and I'm actually looking that up right now. To pay um, quite a bit. I think it was in the millions that, just to send one astronaut on a Soyuz oh, rocket. Yeah. yeah, Russia um, got a lot of money for that. Yeah, like, and that's that's what we, I mean, and honestly, with the NASA budget, like, you know, I think, honestly, it was it, was, it might have been just like a couple million. I don't really know for a fact, but I'd have to actually hmm. do some more investigating on that, but I think it was like maybe right around one million, two million. It wasn't really that much. Maybe it was more. I I don't know. 
Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. But, I mean, you look at the budget of NASA. No, I would have paid that. Yeah. You look at the budget of NASA, it's it's uh, a basically it's a, a penny yeah. compared yeah. to. But I'm sure I'm totally wrong. I'm, I'm sure it's staying on the sheets. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's probably, you know, 100 million or not. I doubtful. Doubtful. But, I yeah. It, regardless, it's 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 not anything compared to what they what they have. It's kind of funny that we were you like the POFU boys have uh, gotten into our heads or something. We, yeah. Because last time we talked about space finance, it's an interesting topic comparing you know SpaceX and NASA because of just the rate of speed of that he can produce things. It's insane. Yeah. But should we yeah. uh, let's well let's take a break and then we'll uh, crack open the final taste tester for ecliptics orange giant series i'll do a little tease um, here it's, yeah it's the bourbon barrel aged orange giant barley wine oh yeah it's gonna be uh the grand finale so we'll take a quick break and be back with you in just a few see ya. see ya. Welcome back from the break. Now we're introducing or reintroducing the final, the finale of the Orange Giant series from Ecliptic Brewing. Nathan, which is this one? Rum or uh, bourbon barrel aged? Yeah, bourbon barrel aged Orange Giant barley wine. A truly massive barrel aged Orange Giant barley wine is back for 2020, featuring two different releases: rye whiskey. Ooh, I like that. Rye whiskey is my jam. Rye whiskey barrel aged and bourbon barrel aged. This version spent 12 months aging in bourbon barrels, developing notes of orange, honey, coconut, and oak. 15%, gentlemen. Yeah, I was going to say, so the first one we had was just the baseline orange giant. And that one definitely had, it was was great for a barley wine, definitely, but it had, you could tell it had the booze. You know, something I thought about. This one's going to be even boozier. (laughs) Yeah. Something I thought, thought about first half, aren't barley wines supposed to be a little bit more room temp? Yeah, like served at fifty five degrees or yeah. something. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that should that's been sitting yeah, this out. Yeah, been now. sitting out since we yeah. started. So yeah, most be. most uh, higher ABV beverages like stouts. You don't want them super cold. No. Yeah, fifty five. Well, I was still like concerned about why we said that. Like fifty five is so in in the U S. That's kind of a thing. If you're like more of a connoisseur, you know, you take a stout out and let it kind of sit out for a little while. But in like the U K. and stuff. My grad school mentor from the UK, we'd go to the brewery together and order a beer. He would just sit the first one out essentially by putting, he'd be like, told, tell the bartender, just put it up on the uh, shelf and let it warm. Like, and I would just drink mine. And then by the time I was ready, maybe for a second one, he'd start his first one. And he's like, I don't understand why Americans do this. It's like hmm. ice cold and all yeah. this advertising for Coors Light being like ice cold. In the UK, cold, they don't drink it cold that cold. takes, I don't know, it just tastes better to me. Like, it's more palatable. Like, if something's room temp, I guess I get it like wine you drink room temp reds yeah. anyway. It's definitely the type of beer, too. Like, a sour, I think, would be better cold. Yeah. 
but like yeah. a, and, and a and a cheaper light beer, better yeah. cold. But then the stout, like you do get a lot more flavor. It's like kind of a well know, depends. Right. I feel like I wouldn't want a warm like or like a lukewarm stout either. Well, fifty five no. is still decent. Like it, you can yeah. still tell it's cold. Yeah. You know, it's not like lukewarm necessarily. Well, like something like this, like I would drink bourbon just neat at room temp. Yeah. I I prefer that temp than colder. Cold. Yeah. A lot of it's probably personal preference as well. Yeah. But here's the the bourbon barrel aged orange giant, the finale. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you again, Ching. Colette. Yep. Love you. Ooh, that's that that's one, good. Actually, that one hits different. That's a good one. That that's does, really good. That tastes just like <laughs> bourbon. That's really good. Oh, wow. As far as bourbon barrel aged, I think I'm in love. That's really freaking good. That's amazing. That's a, like yeah. the the. It was like the kind of the second wave that it gave me was yeah. just like this is bourbon, yeah. But we it's might not have, overboard, yeah. you know. It's not like yeah. you know you could still sip on this a little faster than a bur- you know a bourbon is going to be like that yeah. much boozier in your face. But top us off here, yeah. Come no on, shit. I poured weak yeah. ones because I was like, oh, it's fifteen. Yeah, this one I think. Yeah, this is going down. You know, they they definitely uh, gul, gul, gul. probably made less of this one, so I'm especially grateful for the bottle. You know, yeah. it's it's awesome to have the new releases, but this one you can tell is a kind of a special edition. Yep, I've so. kept uh, I've kept the the good bottles actually yeah. up in, above my fridge here. So this yeah. one's going up there. Then they yep. they are so gracious to uh, to the three of us. It's amazing. <laughs> the artwork on this one's pretty sweet too. It's a bourbon barrel. Yeah, that looks like it's coming in as a meteor. It looks like Sputnik. The yeah, satellite. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Batch five. Mm-mm. I can't wait to, to like when we go Love out it. there, when we go out to Ecliptic and we visit, you know, when, when we can travel again, going to meet John Harris and is going to be amazing and, and talk to Colette, like someone we, you know, kind of know through, through this exchange of uh, getting great beers from them. But maybe even at, you know, if, if we told them we were coming, they, we could meet the person that does their cans and stuff too. Like, That'd, that would be sweet. You know, like yeah. get a get a feel for you know more than just you're onto something. And, yeah, because their artwork is so good. We could have like them help design mm-hmm. next year's kit or something. Yeah. yeah, kind of like in the way that I don't know. Like it would just be it. it I wish they were closer because maybe we could collaborate and we just brewing a op- beer together. You we know? need to open yeah. up Ecliptic East in yeah in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh man, it would be such a big hit. I'm sure he he could. I bet you he'd go for it. Yeah, I bet you. He, we'll John, have to ask John him. to be like, "Oh yeah, we're." I I feel like you guys, you guys are cool. I mean, we, you know, this this podcast could probably bring in enough to finance it. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. But eventually. it would be an interesting thing to ask him. You know, uh, if he, it'd be you could and you could tee it off with just like, you know, I, I I currently, you know, I understand you'd currently distribute to like a few states, like I think eight states. What's your plan for the future of distribution and? kind of gauge his interest based on even just that yeah. if he's like i'm ex- i'm perfectly happy how we are like i'm not real huge on becoming this mega brewery but or even if it was just a tap room it. yeah exactly just like yeah. we just find a space yeah and and ha- offer it we're not brewing anything yeah, yeah and i think that most brewers when asked the question of would you like to like if i could tell you you know you could open an east side of the country branch or you could distribute to this many more states and be this much more profitable or you know more revenue earning most brewers are going to say yes you know i know he's kind of in the twilight of his career you know this is his his fantastic final endeavor but i don't know if you it'd be interesting to kind of gauge but 
Yeah. David's excited over there. What just the, happened? The blue Shimanos just got accepted. Oh, nice. Offer. Yeah. Your so, offer. Yeah. The blue Shimanos. Yep. We were talking yep. about uh, cycling shoes in on the break. You should just probably kind get of, blue ones. When, yeah, we were, yeah. we were talking about cycling shoes as we So do those are blue. Those you should are get blue because if, like, if we're all going to wear a blue helmet, mm-hmm. we're blue, getting blue, blue shoes. Th- yeah, the, I think Ben's got blue shoes. Yeah, he does have the Bond triggers. Yeah. Schumann has white shoes. I, I have white does. shoes. Matches legs. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even tell. Just one pin. It's like a like a toothpick. Get <laughs> some. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Yeah. Well, I think a member um, of the POFU podcast. That's right. I think we will be highly fashionable. I think we'll. Uh, we just gotta. Wear, wear whatever helmet you want. Just make it blue. You know, just kind of keep it keep it casual. You can uh, customize whatever you want. Yeah. Helmet-wise, just make it the same color. Shoes, same deal. Saddle, whatever you want, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think uh, when it comes to the kit, there's a, there'll be a strict dress code. Yeah. When we show up, you got to wear the socks. You got to wear the, the, the warning or you got to wear the, you know, whatever. You, if you're going to pick uh, all black we might do one night maybe with a white jersey yeah we could do we could mix it you up know. but communicate and make it all in sync yeah but when you said the socks you're alluding to the socks right the socks yeah. i don't know if we yeah. talked about that maybe no. briefly mentioned it but that's yeah. the other thing v13 is gonna um work on is a template for a kind of racing sock so we'll have eclipse on tap socks yeah the slower we pedal the faster the socks get <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have a prototype of that sock, and it's really comfy, really nice. I am looking forward to trying this. Yeah, yeah, they look, they'll be, uh, they look cool. You have a prototype at the house. We should all go try them on. Yeah, hmm. I'll let you try on my dirty socks. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. But, but yeah, we'll have it all matching for uh, yeah. for Gratton. That's that's the main thing. And then the next thing you know, we got to get glasses that match, and you know, yeah. Well, we'll all. Uh, been saying it for years <laughs> <laughs> been saying it for yeah the last 20 years no. it, it's fun though to to just build towards something like that it's something to get excited for yeah yeah well and it's kind of like it, it goes back to like the whole elon thing and just like the boring company like let's just do something that like excites people it's it's something we're just gonna do off the wall shit yeah and it's just gonna excite people it's kind of i don't know i feel like that's what we're trying well, to We'll show up with a, a flamethrower. Yeah, one day to Gratton. Yeah, yeah. and it'll it bring exciting. more uh, more awareness to the podcast too, so people can hear us drink good beers and hear us drink good beers. Hear us talk about drinking <laughs> good beers and uh, talking about space and telescopes and all that. Would be that's that'd be cool. More people. They already do hear us drinking beer. Most most of the time, we're the last people to leave. Yeah, Gratton, always. So. almost always. You ever wonder what most people are doing when they listen to this? Like, yeah. are they looking through driving, their telescope? Probably driving. <laughs> well, or they're looking through their telescope in their yard, or they're yeah. drinking. They're in their garage working on something. Just yeah, hanging out, yeah. Some, some I'd imagine tobacco. that, g- in general, they're, it's like a fairly chilled-out state. That they're, you know, they're either yeah. just driving or hanging out. Easy approach to talking about space, and, and it's just more of a, more of a conversation yeah. rather than we're just here distributing facts that you could easily look up yourself online yeah, we're going to talk about space news, but we're going to wrap it into 
things that doing. we like. Yeah, things we like, <laughs> things we're doing, um, things that we find funny. Yeah. And um, in doing that, it's more of a... Basically like beer, bikes, and aliens. Yeah. It's kind of like Oprah. And cycling. It's, and, it's like Oprah, but yeah. we're talking about beer and space, you know? Yep. So. <laughs> to, to segue it back well, to full circle. I think just to just full circle this... To full circle this. Into a circle. To a daisy which chain. Which is a cylinder. I think there's no better thing to talk about that is a uh, cylinder than the moon and the sun when they eclipse each other <laughs> and that was the that was so smooth <laughs> that was the that was the deal on December 15th or 14th yep. of 2020 oh, yeah. a total eclipse the day after we recorded two yeah the day or or day a day or two after we we recorded with the POFU yeah. podcast what day that was. yeah yeah but, I'm gonna look, um look there was the there was Christmas. another total eclipse and it was longer duration and it was a wider path of totality through Patagonia and basically like straight through South America in general um but it it was a wider path of totality the weather was way better too because apparently um a couple of years ago when they had the first uh, eclipse in Patagonia the um the the viewing wasn't the best unless like in certain spots so if you're more inland it wasn't the best apparently it was more overcast but this one was apparently like just totally clear over all of South America. It was it's a great. Total eclipse of the yeah. heart. Yeah, it went through so. like northern Chile into Argentina. It occurred on December 14th. Um, and yeah, I think it was, yeah, a couple couple days after we recorded uh, episode 39. So we yeah. didn't get a chance to really talk about it. So bringing it up now. Yeah. Um, and some honestly, great photos yeah. came out of that one. It's uh, always amazing to hear stories from people at the total solar if it's their first time especially it's a big deal oh man it's it's a big deal i mean and that's and i i was i actually felt really bad about myself in general because a couple days after i was like skimming through the news and happened to see um you know a bunch of posts just from like national news on it and i was like how how on earth I call myself an eclipse chaser and yeah we missed i didn't even know we did we can be honest about it it's it's fine i mean we just uh it was one that wasn't quite on the radar. I think a lot of it too is that you have this. It, it was going through about the same spot it did in 2019. So yeah. it's kind of like, generally, maybe, yeah. maybe I saw it pop up, but I was like, oh, they're referencing yeah. the first one, you know, because it, it was literally like the the path was the, you know virtually identical. Yeah, it was very similar. Yeah, so, so, and I don't, I don't mean to change up. topics. Take a sip of this again, uh-huh. and notice immediately the coconut. I just took another sip, and I got a lot of coconut. On this? Now that I'm looking for it, yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely taste the coconut. What's interesting is it's not actually coconut; it's just from the barrel. Yeah, like that barrel of whatever yeah. bourbon. Well, when I read know. the the rundown on that, I was like, coconut. Hmm. All right. Oh. Yeah, it comes. It's like from just the oak a, or something. Yeah, I just took yeah. a sip and I was like, oh, that's coconut for sure. Yeah. All from just twelve months in that oak barrel. It really gets it completely. Changes I wonder who it. they get their oak barrels from. I don't know. I know a lot of the big like Buffalo Trace, uh, Heaven Hill. Yeah, those like big distilleries that produce for a lot of different brands. Yeah, um, they sell a, t- a ton of barrels. I'm sure. Yeah, well, there's one locally that also sells barrels as yeah. well, right? And you can order them online, like curbside oh, yeah? pickup. Yeah, uh, Broadleaf. Broadleaf. Our, our good friends at Broadleaf. You yeah. can buy a used 
It may have been rum, bourbon, wine, whatever. But it's and they've a, already brewed in it. They sell yep, those off. Yep. Yeah, because they oh. brewed in it. They don't. They don't want to yeah, use it a second time. Read. Yeah. Re um, it. I want to say it's fifty bucks or something. Yeah, like it's that. fifty bucks. Shit, that's pubware right there. Yeah. Yeah. I they're, was gonna. They're big, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, I might just turn that into the 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 new bar. I didn't know that they sold those, but yeah. it makes sense. You know where they have them stacked in the back of yeah. Broadleaf. Yeah, and, and I don't, you know, at one point, I think they get their barrels. I've seen, I've definitely seen uh, Buffalo Trace ones because mm. Ward was telling us that one of the bourbon barrel aged was something Buffalo Trace. Uh, maybe it was Eagle Rare. I can't remember. Yeah. And then they have like gin barrels from different places and tequila barrels sometimes, like all wow. sorts of stuff. But then when they, yeah, they're done using it. They're, it was, it's kind of crazy because it used to be that these bourbon, like, let's just call it, uh, you know, Jack Daniels whiskey, right? right? So they use that barrel and then they can't use it again. Yeah. So they used to just have to like trash it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get this. I bet those of, things burn like hell. Oh yeah. If you were to have a fire with them. Yeah. Cause it's got the little alcohol bit of in it. dried alcohol in yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but now you have this group of, um, you know, kind of brewers and stuff that are on this trend. And so not, no longer are they trashing them. They're actually making money back. Right. Off of well, them. You know, uh, Darren, actually, when we did the tour of the distillery in Wales, they get their bar barrels from Bullet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Really? I was really surprised. Yeah. Like, you would think that there would be somewhere they could get them in the UK. Yeah. And they like get them from get Bullet. Get their own. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So, they're taking, yeah, I essentially Welsh whiskey, the, 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 the clear uh, product. Right. And then tossing it into a Bullet barrel. Yeah. Well, wow, that's, yeah, it's cool. And, yeah. and there's a lot of them that, you, you know, it's kind of neat to walk through, like at Broadly, for example, you walk through and you see all these barrels and you're like, oh, that's, I didn't know that, you know, this, this whiskey was, that I thought was kind of on its own actually does yeah. aging from another, yeah. another spot. It's kind of cool. The collaboration, the natural collaboration that, that industry has. Right. So, I was, I was really excited about that with Pindaren though, because Bullet Rye is one of my favorite, like go-to whiskeys. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just the fact that, you know, that's an American made whiskey. We actually took a tour of their facility at Nats one year down yeah. in Kentucky. Yeah. And um yeah, just the fact that they were affiliated or they were supporting supplying the, the barrels for Pindaren, which is a a favorite over at well, within the Williams family anyway. Yeah. 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 It's delicious. And we have a uh, a local retailer that now carries it, so yeah, they makes got a whole it section that says Welsh. I went back in and it was uh, restocked as well. So mm -hmm. I went back in there today to get some odd side mm -hmm. uh, from uh, our friends in Grand Haven that we like to uh, go in the summertime. They've got some but, good funky ones. Yeah, yeah they do. They, it, uh, their spot is great too. I mean, it's yeah, just prime been beach. in there. Prime location. Yeah, really. They're fun. they're in the piano factory building. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't been in there yet. Yeah, yep. It's cool. I mean, it's like. Uh, you know how we used to ride out there. Sometimes we'd go, like when we did a ride out to the lake and back. We'd go just to that. You know, won't name names because I don't want to name big name <laughs> non sponsors. Spon non sponsor coffee shops. But there was a coffee shop that's pretty prominent in the U.S. that happened to be there. We would stop there, or we would ride further in and we'd go to this location, mm. which the coffee shop is actually still in there. Yeah. And they still have the CG freeze and all that kind of stuff. You can get like the frozen coffee. But right. then odd side is just like in the whole building, the yeah. whole walls blown down. It's all wide open now. It's really nice. I think yeah, that's what's but, cool is they, so they bought that. I don't know if that coffee, the original coffee spot decided to move or they went out of business, whatever, but odd sides like, well, we'll still 
leave it coffee we're, we'll buy this building from you and knock the wall out yeah it's really a pretty cool spot yeah but good stuff but yeah anyway bringing that full circle just talking about aging beer yeah this one i think if you t- if you taste that first the orange giant versus this one um it's it's amazing that they're all from the same yeah main like brew. beer yeah the yeah, same beer. recipe they're and, so different and it, this one was only in a bourbon barrel for 12 months mm-hmm. it's not like it was in there for years it's a hell of a lot of flavor for 12 months yeah it's really really good just a short time more than the baby it takes to bake yeah you know it's just you know kind of aging in that barrel <laughs> picking up all those flavors yep like a uterus <laughs> 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 just like we did before we came out of our mama picking up all sorts picking of. up all sorts of scents <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah it's a a really really delicious offering yeah. from ecliptic we bueno batch number five it says on the on the uh, bottle maybe they've done that five time five years in a row now but yeah december 14th the argentinian solar eclipse 2020 um bummed that yeah we i missed the kind of the live yeah. interaction we, we i you and i i think we're same in that uh i almost felt like embarrassed i was like oh crap forgot about that you know i didn't know but again it being in the same exact plane as it was in 2019 essentially and in the same part of the country or uh, same part of the world yeah uh, it, it, it was, was like, it was hard to kind of differentiate from that it's interesting because like you think of how random eclipses like the path of an eclipse is basically it's i mean there there's science to it obviously because it's based on rotations of the earth and the the sun but um i feel like it's pretty crazy that there's going to be an almost an identical uh path of totality through argentina as there is going to be in carbondale again Mm -hmm. in the u.s uh in 2024 yeah. that they just had. It's interesting because you think of just, if you look at an eclipse map, if you Google eclipses of, you know, from history, and <laughs> I, a, lot of, a lot of times they have like the path like moving yeah, around the yeah. globe, and it's crazy just how random they are. Yeah. And think of that, Carbondale and Argentina have like a... The same path. Identical path of totality. <laughs> when we discussed yeah. that on the, I think it was the last episode or two episodes ago, how there's always like a crossing point mm-hmm. for the two different totalities and yeah. like the the one place that gets it all the time i literally i mean it was like a week ago i spent an hour i was i think i was like cleaning out the basement or something thinking about that like i never thought about that there's has to be a place where the two totalities cross like i had never even considered that before mm-hmm. but you know you, you think about like the physics or i don't even know if it's physics of it but like the anatomy of how it happens and yes there has to be a, a point at which eclipses cross mm-hmm. year or one sequential to the next yeah 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 and it's like the there's always like if you have a sol- total solar you'll always follow that with a total lunar mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily always the same distance between but they're always they come in pairs and yeah. usually lunar is before the the solar correct yeah it's I like what is so. in like a cycle you get yeah. like the uh the wave of uh, total solars and then the opposite of that is the lunars and like yeah. within a few months of the total solar you'll get the or, or like i guess you'll within a few months of the lunar you'll get the solar eclipse yeah. or maybe it's it could be reversed i don't yeah, really that, know that would be based more on the earth's yeah. kind of speed of rotation but you know anytime there anytime there is one of 
those like it, it, one of a you know total or a total uh, solar or total lunar there's going to be another preceding event that is a solar or lunar mm-hmm. just depends on for sure what it is but every single time that happens and i think obviously in uh, a couple of years ago we did the it was like minus six outside and we were outside in mm. a prime viewing spot at the Rook uh backyard yep. and uh we were out there with the race chaser and there was there was definitely another uh total solar eclipse that preceded that uh lunar eclipse yep total lunar eclipse yeah that that year in 2018 i can't i don't recall where it was i want to say wasn't it like in antarctica or something i think it was it was like and it was really it was a short one too it was was like a quick little spin on the map but um yeah i do have one thing that we need to uh circle back to yeah what is what is that well we in i think it was with jeremiah and ben that we were talking about the the kind of data dump and are they getting us ready for ufos or getting us ready for alien life oh right yeah that kind of thing yeah our friend mike uh and this this kind of falls into that whole chain of like here's a little bit of information a little bit more a little bit more our friend mike sent us an article from the guardian uh entitled the truth is out there perhaps cia releases thousands of ufo files it went on i mean some of it is valuable stuff most of it, most of the big stuff is the stuff that we've talked about where it's like, yeah, the gimbal you know, one, the yeah, video, the tic-tac, whatever. whatever. Uh, but the fact that again, it's a release of data. Mm-hmm. Are they getting us ready for announcing? I think, uh, I think honestly, I was a little skeptical at first, mm-hmm. but I think now they might be. Yeah. Because it's gradual right now. Yeah. It's like a gradual flow. It's just a little feed here, a the, little sprinkle there. I feel like the mainstream media hasn't really caught on yet, but I think they might if somebody comes out that's actual, you know, if, if it comes out like Pentagon sends something out and it's actually something where it's, you know, we're not just going to send out a few clues like we've made some kind of contact of some kind or we've seen things of some, like reports of something unknown. Yeah. It's going to be we we actually know that. Yeah. Here, here, there. Here's a picture. You yeah. Know. Well, the other thing that, like, I think might be a step stone into that is acknowledging some of the big sightings, like the lights above Phoenix. Was it that yeah. uh, like thousands of people saw? Um, there was one out east. I forgot where it was. Like Vermont, New Hampshire type area where a bunch of people saw it. And and if they were to acknowledge some of those, like the Tic Tac thing was kind of came out of the blue, like. It wasn't like people were saying, "Oh, we're seeing these things going yeah. in and out of the ocean." It was it was a military type operation. Right. But if they were to acknowledge something that was like, you know, a lot of citizens saw, and they would acknowledge it as, "Yeah, we were there. We were tracking these." That might be kind of the next step. I think. For what's What's crazy to think about? This is going to dive deep into the alien, the idea of the Tic Tacs being real and existing. Just think about the the vast amount of space of the that, that the ocean encompasses, right? Mm-hmm. So much greater than what uh, is land based. Right. So the the probability of a ship or some or a plane even crossing your exact location in the ocean is pretty low. Yeah. You know? So there, it, it is kind of interesting to think like the Tic Tac could be fully operational, doing whatever it is doing, without anyone really knowing except like in the one case that they kind of got caught was in the military 
situation with yeah. Fravor, yeah. that would make sense that the military has like some ridiculous radar that can, can detect more. But if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't, no one's ever talked about a Tic Tac before. Yeah. So it just is weird to think like there's all that space there. Theoretically, yeah, they could be doing whatever. Yeah. They could have They a, could be there. There there could be a there's a there could be a lot more going on than we know about yeah. on our own planet. Yep. Yeah. You know. The few instances caught by Rogan, the military, but Rogan recently interviewed somebody about and they got on the topic of, you know, Tic Tac and alien life. I forgot who the hell he was interviewing. But anyhow, um they they were speculating on that interview that the Tic Tac is like a drone and what really has the life form in it is hidden in the ocean. Oh, like yeah. based on the whole Tic Tac thing is yeah. like, the, that's what they send up to do like their research or whatever, but it's not manned. It's just this, you know, autonomous vehicle yeah. or, you know, even like us exploring Mars, what do we send first? We send like the Rover. The, the probe. Or, yeah. yeah. So could these Tic Tacs be what they've sent the droid yeah, yeah to be like it's like in star wars data. it's imperial droid yeah in star wars when they send the imperial yeah. droid to hoth before yeah. the yeah yeah that could Luke be season. literally i mean it could be that could be spot on right there yeah, yeah. i mean I, I wouldn't surprise me me neither and yeah. it's yeah. yeah and it i think it's probably more well it's definitely more likely than the fact that we've actually gotten some type of humanoid or you know intelligent life that has actually crashed here. Like if they can get here, why would for, they crash here? Yeah. How yeah. could they crash here? Yeah. You know, if they have the technology, like, to think get about here, that. Like yeah. if we had the technology to travel hundreds of <laughs> thousands of light years and then you, you, you would think that you would have the, perf- yeah, the landing perfect. You'd have the intelligence to be able to be like, all right, the planet we're headed to has this kind of atmosphere. Right. So let's plan right. for that and build it. This, so yeah. the aliens are, you know, Super intelligent. They get all the way here and then they enter our atmosphere and just freaking crash. Yeah. Like that the would, second they get there. That would be it's, terrible. It's highly unlikely. Yeah, it's so unlikely. Like yeah, ima- so I Imagine being on the first mission to Mars and it takes months to get there and you get there and, and then you like you crash although into that's, Mars. That's true. Like if like, you think about what our involvement like, with Mars. And also our perception of time. Like the travel to Mars is going to be a long, 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 long. That, that, that's a big trip. My, like, my point being, though, like, let's think about this. Like, if you've traveled hundreds of thousands of light years to get here. Right. Then you've obviously perfected, like, going to another planet in your sor- solar system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're well ahead. You know? I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like. You're so not where we are now. You're yeah. It's way not above. like we've only landed on the moon. What is it? Like, eight times, six times. I don't even know how many times we landed on the moon. <laughs> But, you know, if you're to that point, then you've landed on every moon, every planet in your solar system, every yeah, every you, moon of every planet. Like you have landing and like space travel pretty well perfected before you take yeah. the leap to go to go to another galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's like an intelligent vehicle and it it's it looks as though it's being controlled by something to be able to maneuver around. You know what I mean? Like we have Voyager, you know, and Voyager is nothing more than a basically a satellite and it's an imperial and it, drone and it's and it looks like an imperial <laughs> drone and it's also further than any man-made object uh in the hit in history um it's, it's cool. outside of our solar system but you you think like maybe somebody's gonna come upon that someday and think the same thing they're like yeah they came all this way and this is what they brought it like yeah they, they like it, it could be something where maybe somebody that's similar to us on another planet far far away in a galaxy far, galaxy, far away, yeah. 
sent that sent that to us, and that's old technology, and it just got to us from yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. imagine like, like what well, do you yeah, think? I about mean, that? think about like, that. Like, it, all right, if they intercepted a satellite that went up in 1965, they're seeing that technology versus where we are today. Yeah, if they, if somebody like, ran oh, into Voyager, they're they're right yeah. around the corner over here on Earth, but you know this technology is already 50 years old yeah which in the grand scheme of things is is nothing it's a blip on the radar if you think about like all right if there's an advanced technology or an advanced civilization that's a million years advanced from us how many of those you know probes do they have out there over that million years that they've yeah you know evolved mm-hmm. well and that's why on voyager they actually put um Instead of just sending this thing out there to try to detect life, they they actually put stuff on there that was sig- signified humanity. Yeah, you know, so they yeah. put art on there and a record, and they put the the golden record, and they put like different pieces like pieces pieces of art that would like symbolize like our our culture know, cultures yeah. different cultures of the world, in hopes that like when somebody because they they had the same mindset like. By the time somebody sees this, if, yeah, if they're could out be there, a hundred million years down the road. Yeah. So let's put something on there that shows that they'll maybe they'll get the hint like, oh, maybe somebody were was meaning. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was meaning to do this, thinking that we wouldn't see it for a long time yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. But and it could be. Yeah. You know. They would get the sense that okay, well, whatever sent this was, you know, of intelligence, right? Relative intelligence. So that's so ah, oh, that's such a mind fuck. Well, Excuse you, my language, but to think about that, like. We send out a satellite in the year 2000, let's call it. Hell, even in if it reached somewhere in the vicinity of intelligent life in the next thousand years, I mean, like think of how many generations passes on Earth and how much technology evolves during that thousand years. Yeah. Then you start thinking about like the enormity of the universe and if, if there was some culture somewhere beyond that sent something out a hundred million years ago and it's going to somehow intercept with earth now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that that could be like a culture that's already gone through everything we've gone through and they're extinct now because yeah. they burned their planet. I mean, yeah. it, it's just yeah, a it's, total mind it, fuck to think about. Yeah, And you don't know, like you, you don't know it, like, um, if they can, you literally, you would have to be able to travel at light speed. Mm-hmm. you like yeah. bare none, like minimum you'd have to do that. But yeah, the the stuff that maybe we're seeing that gets sent to us. You think about the star, the light from stars that we're seeing. So many that, that far yeah. away, Millions. we're seeing old reflections of light. Yeah, they could be extinct. Those hundred you know, million years. Yeah, yeah, and and we're those, just now seeing the light. The 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 end of the world has maybe even begun. We don't even see it yet because it's happening so far away. It's all caving in. You never know. Yeah. Like you no, think about it. Well, that, that's like a, when a star explodes, you yeah. know, you see the, uh, or when a star is born, even you see, you know, the supernova, the star imploding and kind of reigniting as a new star in, in our lifetime, we see that you can go look at any, any, you know, if it's in your hemisphere any night of the week and it's still going to look the, the same. It's like looking through yeah. an old photo album of like, Oh, yeah, during our lifetime, that star was being born. But it was actually born millions, millions of, years of years ago. ago. We're yeah. just yeah. now seeing it. Yeah, and it's yeah. always going to be like that in our eyes because yeah. it's just that's yeah. how it's long just it was such like a weird yeah. like, it thing to think about. It takes that long for the light to get to us. Think about that. This is just a massive, just messes with your head, but all the, like, the universe could be done. Yeah. Lights yeah. could have, like, it could have just totally ended. And not like yesterday. And it just hasn't like gotten to us. Millions of years ago. Yeah, but we and don't it, even know it yet. Yeah. Because it hasn't gotten to us yet. We yeah. can't yeah. see it. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, maybe that's the loose wow. end. Maybe that's, that's the original deep. original loose end on yeah. the parallel universe theory. Because it, it's a cyclical thing, like a, or a cyclical, you know, kind of recycling universe theory. Yeah. 
but that's the the one loose end on the sweater and you're just pulling the sweater and it's unraveling yeah and that's just it's like eventually gonna get there and then the whole thing kind of ends wow what if that we got deep what if that's how that ha- it all happens you never know yeah. like it could, but then it, what happens after it ends it makes sense yeah. it makes then. it makes sense though because it's like you know anything that we send out like Voyager is like the absolute perfect example for us to put it into context because it's like that's something we sent out a long time ago and it's just it's it, you know I don't even know the exact spot it's at right now but it it's past our solar system it, yeah, it's sure. well past the solar yeah. system whoever picks that up is going to look at that depending on how advanced they have like, been or maybe could be or, or maybe maybe it's another civilization that's not even remotely. Maybe they're back in the caveman days, and they're going to see that, and they're going to be like, holy shit, it's a UFO or whatever it is. Mm. Or, you know, yeah. what was sent to us could be the same deal like we just talked about. It could yeah. be something that was built thousands of years ago that just got to us. What's, you know? what's mm. even crazier, though, about like what you just said is like we think that Voyager is so far out there. It's not even yeah. like it's so much closer to our sun than it is to the next star. Yeah, like, like we think that that's oh, it's all way out there. No, yeah, that, <laughs> that just like puts into perspective how massively far away and how much time, like, time to us is so Quick. immediate. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas in like the grand ski- scheme of the universe, it's so it's slow it, actually. Very if you, slow. If, yeah. you, if very you look at the slow. size of the universe, it just yeah. if you try to comprehend that, it seems. Like, Time is not that fast moving. It's not fast yeah. pace at all. You yeah, know? yeah. But it's, it's like, so massive. Yeah, time is massive. I guess it's yeah. It's a weird thing to say, but it's like massive. Well, anytime you think about space, like literal space and time together, yeah, you can really start racking your brain. And is and that you, the space time con- continuum? Yeah, I, I don't know enough about like the kind of metaphysical or just physic physics um, studies. Yeah, that they get so deep into that stuff, yeah. but but yeah, it's like you're collaborating space and time to understand that, and it just it's like you can think of weird things that might happen, and yeah. it really racks your brain, like a rift in time or a, yeah. s- a cycle of time. And then you think about like in space, yeah, you know wh- whoever brought it up earlier, like maybe the lights have already gone out and we just don't know it yet. Yeah, David. Yeah, yeah, so and then like say within our lifetime, which is nothing in the grand scheme of things within one of our lifetimes, assume we lived 80, the lights actually do go out. And you talk about all of the millions and millions and millions of years since the big bang. And we just so happened to live at the second that everything went out. Yeah. That would like, be a very, yeah. very low the probability. probability. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's infinitely in, low. It's infinite, like us hitting yeah. the 850 yeah. million tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> the likelihood of that is Exponentially, exponentially higher <laughs> that we hit the, oh, the 850 sure. yeah. million than we actually live at the second that the lights well, go Well, it's out. like what I was talking about last time when I, when, you know, Ben and uh, Jeremiah from POFU hadn't been around us talking aliens. They weren't acclimated to how deep we go about it. Yeah. But when, you know, I was like saying if in parallel universe theory, like you're, you're you know, you're intelligent species and you exist and then something, whether it's good or bad, kind of ends and it kind of cycles back over or and then that's happening parallel if an alien civilization came into contact with you and broke the parallel universe theory yeah and like two two intelligent life forms really were like 
kind of not butting heads, but like being apparently in front of each other, that would also be if you were the one generation that yeah. got to experience that the probability. Is like, so if what, if, what if that's actually what if that's happening right now? Like, imagine just, just go to bed and just try to sleep calmly tonight, thinking yeah. about that. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah. so we talk about the end of the world in terms of like the end of life on Earth, but like, what about the end of the like like you were talking about like the lights go out on every star every planet every everything just goes to nothing yeah and we don't know yet because it's billions of light years away and yeah. we're seeing old That's light from saying. billions of light years like, ago all we're exactly, thinking yeah. about is earth and earth's lifespan and, and how we're this, polluting what if that it happened billions of years ago and we just haven't seen it because we can't like we can't comprehend right. the distance we're, and the li- we're so occupied on yeah. like taking care of our planet we don't realize that the end is already coming because the lights went out on every year. What if we actually just hit the nail on the head and we don't even know it? Whoa. We could have. Have you watched, guys watched The Good Place? No. No. The Good Place is a great show. I, don't, I can't remember if it's NBC or ABC, but it's a story about this um, group of people that would have been on like far reaches of the, you know, polar opposites, personality-wise. But they all like have this weird situation where they die, and then they go to like actually kind of this middle ground spot, but they're being tricked into it's like, they're actually going to hell, Yeah. but they're being tricked into the fact that they went to heaven. And then they like, it's really, I don't know. I, you just got to watch it. But what you're describing kind of reminds me of, of that show. Cause you have these weird continuums and you, there's no way to grasp it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good show. If you're uh. into that kind of like racking your brain, kind of thinking. Yeah. Then add religion into all this too. And then you're <laughs> yeah. going to be, woo. <laughs> That show does for me another. It's like a super smart show. Like they they actually work with like these um not physics professors, but uh, philosophy professors mm-hmm. and stuff and they like build all this into the script. And so it's a really well-made show and it's kind of fun if you if you like if cuz there's that little bit of a sense of thrill with you know, it's kind of a scary feeling, but it's also an exciting feeling to think about like what is beyond or all those sorts of things. Yeah. And yeah, it's just kind of cool. Because you they think about... They do a good about, job of capturing that thrill. Yeah, yeah. I get... Yeah, you feel you feel like you're... And and some degree, you're like, okay, there, you have the physical world that you know. Yeah. Like the physical world being the world we're at on the, the, you know, Earth, and then the moon, the stars, like the planets, all that kind of stuff. Then you think about, well, what's ha- what happens when the lights go out on me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then... then the, I want, I want to talk about opening a can of worms right there. Yeah. And that's well, like, you're you don't talking know. about what, you, what happens, but are you that's just on also, another plane of life, you know, yeah, is, yeah. is that what, you know, would we think of heaven as, um, is but it just, it's kind of the same though, as thinking about life before you, like, can yeah. you really think about a world that was dominated by dinosaurs, like right. roaming through what we live in now? Like it's, it, like you can't really fathom like that that existed here before you. Well, I mean, have you so, seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> but but you but can't my, comprehend my point, it well. Yeah, yeah, you can't comprehend it well, like because you weren't here, obviously. Or hell, yeah. even me talking about memories before you were born. Yeah, you're like, oh, I wasn't around for that. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. I think after you're gone is like, it just goes on and you go to the next place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like before, there was stuff happening before you were born, and then suddenly you, yeah, you're, yeah, you still, yeah. It's just and the crazy. So the thing is, though, is like the only people I always think about this all the time. The only people that know what's beyond, and know what put this universe together, or if 
yeah, if anything, just they know the story after. Yeah. You know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, you, I wish I could just call like, you know, grandpa on phone the phone. Yeah. And just say, hey. Yeah. Like, just let me know what's going on. <laughs> just let me know. Let me know what you're doing right now. Yeah. Playing pool. Sounds good. You know, mm-hmm. that, that'd just be good to know just because they're the only ones like no one. All the things that, you know, all the, all the, you know, it's life's, uh, it's like the eternal mystery. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It, you literally have no idea. We're but back on the pineapple uh, upside the, down cake, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this one, this one is delicious. Good dessert type beer. Very uh, heavy on. on the palate, but not in a bad way. Just in like a, it's a more like a wine. Tart. Yeah. It's very tart, yeah. you know. This is my second favorite. My first favorite bourbon barrel. Bourbon barrel was really good. Second favorite pineapple upside down. Yeah. And not that I didn't like the orange, the OG orange giant. The OG, yeah. You just have to have a, uh, you have to be, you got to put your uh, big boy pants on for the the big, the uh, the, the OG. actual OG. But I think, you know, kind of wrapping it all together, all three now are Two of these empty. orange giants are gone. Yeah. Speaking so you- <laughs> of dissolving of the universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Digest, digesting the universe. Orange giant, a couple of stars were uh, lost tonight, but in the best way. Really, really good beer. Enjoyed drinking those. So thank you again to Ecliptic. Thank you very much. And, we love um, you guys. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird too to think you know, we're celebrating with these beers here for the fortieth. The fortieth episode, that is a lot. That's a lot of time behind the microphone talking. Yeah. So if you've listened to us this long, if from the beginning to now, like thank you for <laughs> listening yeah. to us. And if you're yeah. a new listener, hopefully, you know, we continue to bring quality entertainment. Yeah, just entertainment. Content. Like we were saying, like I I imagine people that listen to what we're talking about doing just something, you know, they're mowing, they're going to mow the lawn, they're put their earbuds in, yeah. or they're going to go. I imagine a guy like one of us that just like comes across the podcast and then listens to one of them is like, that was actually kind of entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And, and subscribe. I, I really like, you know, going back to the, the main the uh the the main passion behind it is just getting people excited for to go out in 2024 and i really hope like people go and yeah, and make yeah. the make the pilgrimage and and get down and but maybe we get more yeah. people we actually that that'd be really rewarding knowing that we introduce that topic or general space topics or whatever or maybe even just like cool beer to someone that normally wouldn't have known right or at least not until like you know in the mainstream media for the eclipse it, they would kind of be kind of late to the game yeah, as far exactly. as like, like if you really wanted to plan it, you would have had to know way before the mainstream media started talking about it. Right. So if we can get just even a few people to be ahead of it and want to do it, that's, that would be amazing. That's yeah. yeah I think that would be, and that's what I mean. Like casual, you pick yeah. it up while you're mowing yeah. the lawn you're like, Oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that any, any new, any Those new guys thing don't that sound comes like up. Yeah. Dorks. I think I could get in on that. Yeah. They sound like cool dudes to hang out at a uh, total eclipse, you know? Yeah. We're not, we're not, uh, overly analytical with our approach, but it's, by all means, it's no, not, I don't know. It's just kind of, it feels good to be yeah, every milestone you hit 40 episodes is pretty cool. Yeah. It's been fun, a fun, uh, you know, we're in our fourth year of doing it right Yeah. now. Yeah. No, it's second yeah, year no. for me. Yep. Yep. It's been a good journey and good, we're looking forward to many more. Looking cheers forward to that, to, yeah. We'll do a nice final cheers. Cheers to forty. Thank you all for tuning yep. in. Um follow us on Eclipse on or at Eclipse on Tap on Instagram and Twitter. And then we also have our Facebook page as well. Um and finally the website 
which actually I'm in the process of doing a little overhaul to it. We were talking oh, yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it'll be right now. It's a little bit more of like a reference thing. Like if you wanted to go see who we've interviewed in the past, it's not so much of like a multimedia thing. Like if you're going to listen to the podcast, you're going to listen to it on Apple podcasts or whatever. And yeah. most people always will. Yeah. But if you have users that are really just more kind of like maybe a little more old school, like I'm going to go to eclipse on tap dot space to listen. Yeah. The the new website will be a little bit more friendly for that. So eclipse on tap dot space. And uh, you can also send us an email at eclipse on tap at gmail.com. Cool photos of maybe your Argentinian yeah. eclipse. I'm glad yeah. you have all that you're in, memorized because I couldn't. Argentina, if you were down there and you Ar- have a, yeah. a, a, a photo of the eclipse or you experience the eclipse, send us an email, drop us a photo, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we love seeing want. that kind of stuff, you know. But with that, uh, cheers to the next 40. Um, we look forward to it very much. And again, cheers to Ecliptic as well. And cheers to another month of getting through until February, the month of love. Yes. Yes. Onward. We're, we're all looking forward to that. So. <laughs> Warm weather is to come. Warm weather yeah. is on its own. You know, that's the thing. We're already through the uh, the shortest day of the year. We're flipped over, getting yeah. our, day back, our daylight back. So... It's all good, but we'll see you for episode 41 in the month of February. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.